Uh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, so thanks very much um, um, for asking me to come and speak here today. Um, a little bit about me. Um, as the, the introduction said, I'm Senior Sector Specialist for Food Waste at RAP, but I have only recently just come back to RAP. So in terms of my, my background, I suppose you might describe it as sort of a broad-based food industry background. So I started off more than 30 years ago, which is quite scary, in sort of product process and packaging development, then moved into technical management. Somewhere along the way, I was technical director of an own label manufacturer, then moved into advisory services. So I was general manager of an advisory services business. So you can probably see the theme of working with um, retailers and manufacturers along the way. Um, I did work at RAP about six or seven years ago on consumer food waste prevention. Then joined um, Eurofins as head of retail, um, working with retailers on their due diligence testing programme. So a little bit different, but still working with retailers and manufacturers. And then I recently came back to RAP um, about three or four months ago. Um, and as you said, it's to oversee all our food waste prevention activities. And I suppose for me, and probably the reason that we're all here today, is that I, one of the reasons that I came back to RAP is that, you know, they do a lot of, you know, great work. And I wanted to be able to use my food industry experience to hopefully make a contribution to that and really make a difference. So that's a little bit about me. Um, we've just heard a little bit about RAP, so as RAP is a climate action NGO, and I apologise for reading from my notes. I'm used to being able to point at slides that have the facts and figures on there, and, and I can't remember anything, and that's my excuse, because I've only been back three or four months. So, we, we, you know, we are a climate action NGO. Um, we're working around the globe, and we're working to um, tackle the causes of um, climate crisis, and basically wanting to give the, the planet a sustainable future. And our vision is a world where climate change is no longer a problem. And in terms of our mission, obviously, we're trying to make the world a more sustainable place. And in terms of what we actually do, you know, as an organisation is that we bring people together. Um, we, you know, we act on facts. So um, that's one of the things that we work on. And we're also working to drive change. So a couple of the tools, if you like, that RAP uses in terms of tackling food waste are, and I'm sure, I feel like a bit like I'm preaching to the converted, so I'm pretty sure everyone in this room have heard, has heard of Courthold and also the Food Waste Reduction Roadmap. So people will know that the Courthold commitment is a voluntary agreement, uh, and that's about enabling action um, across the entire food chain in terms of achieving the, the environmental goals. Um, you know, we believe that the, the, the targets for Courthold are ambitious and they're challenging and they are fully, fully aligned with the global environmental goals. So for those of you that don't know, and I'm sure you all do, but in terms of the, the, you know, the global environmental goals related to food waste, it's all about halving food waste per capita by 2030. Uh, and 2030 isn't actually that far away. It's quite scary when you think about it, especially when you think about when we all started working on food waste, which was probably, you know, over 10 years ago. So in terms of, you know, how we use Courthold and, and the Food Waste Roadmap to tackle food waste, um, Courthold is what we describe as a primary mechanism for helping to achieve the Courthold targets. And, and the roadmap, if you like, supports that. Um, it supports that delivery and it basically gives, um, you know, help to businesses to tackle food waste in terms of um, guidance and resources. So, just taking a step back, and again, I'm sure I'm preaching to the converted, but why would we want to tackle food waste in the first place? You know, why should it be a priority? 
So if you look at some of the facts and figures, um, the United Nations FAO says that around a third of all the food products that are produced for human consumption are actually lost or wasted. So that's quite a sobering thought. And obviously that has a big impact in terms of economic, social and environmental impacts. Um, and there's some stats here. In the UK alone, more than 10 million tonnes of food is wasted every year. And from farm to fork, that's worth over 20 billion. So the other fact, talking about emissions, the global food system is responsible for 20 to 30% of the total greenhouse gas emissions. So, you know, these are all the reasons why we should be tackling food waste. So one of the things, so just going back to what I've just said, so for every two tonnes of food eaten, another one is wasted. And that's why we need to be acting on food waste. And one of the facts that I always come back to, which is one of the facts I sort of learnt when I came back to RAP and when I was at RAP before, is that if food waste was a country, then it would be the third largest emitter of um, greenhouse gases you know, globally, um, behind only China and, and the US. So that's why we should be tackling food waste, and I'm sure you all agree with that anyway. Um, in terms of you know, what types of food that are wasted and what should be the priority, if you look at the, the latest figures, and we are actually in the process of updating some of these, so the, the latest figures, which were from 2018, say that you know, total food waste post-Farmgate is around 9.5 million tonnes. Um, household food waste is... 6.6 um, .6 million tonnes of that, so 70%, so the biggest contributor. Manufacturing, and this is all um, including inedible, which is why some of you might, some of the sort of hierarchy, if you like, might change if you exclude um, inedible. But we've got manufacturing at 16%, hospitality and food service at 12%, and retail at 3%. And the one thing that's missing from there, which isn't actually in scope of court hold, but it is included in the food waste roadmap. And, and I know that it's sort of becoming more in the spotlight recently, which is a good thing, is on farm waste. So at the moment, one of the, thing, one of the reasons that that doesn't get tackled or figures don't get quoted is because it's not actually that easy to actually measure on farm waste. And so it, it makes it difficult to estimate what the actual figures are. So at the moment, we have sort of a range between 1.6 million tonnes and 3.3 million tonnes. And that's um, sort of a combination, if you like, of estimates from RAP and the WWF. So you can see that on-farm waste is a significant proportion of the total food waste. So it's something that shouldn't be forgotten about. So I always have, I always have these little facts and figures that I like to, uh, to think about. So household food waste... Um, with those figures would fill 66,003 bedroom terraced houses and that's equivalent to the population of the size of Peterborough. So if you think about food waste like that, it's quite, you know, it's quite um, scary. So in terms of how we tackle food waste, you know, and how do we start about thinking tackling food waste, the, the way that obviously RAP approach it is that we recommend that people sign up to the Food Waste Roadmap. You don't have to do that to, to follow the principles of it. So it's, and it's also about making those resources that are, are available there so you, you, know, you know where to start. And the other thing is about sharing data as well because unless people share data, none of us will know where we're up to in terms of tackling the issue. 
So the Food Waste Roadmap was actually launched in 2018 and it was an in initiative where the RAP and the IGD worked together. And it basically sets out, if you like, a roadmap for the, for the food industry to, to help achieve those environmental goals that we've been talking about. So the benefits of businesses and the reason why I'm recommending it is that it means that businesses are measuring and reporting waste in a consistent way so that we can see and they have confidence in what they're reporting because it's, um, it's in a standard format. So the way that we, uh, and the way that we recommend that you um, tackle food waste, and as I said, you don't have to be signed up to the roadmap to do that, but we recommend that businesses take the target measure act approach. Um, the roadmap itself is actually being in the process of being refreshed, so we've just been through a consultation exercise with industry, and it will actually be relaunched on the 1st of March. But um, some, some of the action that we've taken in terms of refreshing it is that apart from you know, a new look and feel, um, which is always good, um, we have actually separated out the milestones for Target Measure Act, and we also have one-page checklists for actions recommended for different sectors. So what we're, rec we're recognising is that actions that retailers can take, that manufacturers can take, hospitality and food service and primary producers, you know, that they are different. There's some core actions that are the same, but nevertheless there are differences. And so we're recognising that by um, publishing those checklists, and that's all been done in consultation. So we're saying that you, know, you follow that target me measure act approach. So targets, you know, we'd always say that people should set ambitious targets, and obviously best practice is to make sure that you're either meeting the SDG 12.3 target of 50% or exceeding it, ideally, in terms of your targets. And then in terms of measuring, and interestingly, people tend to measure before they set the targets because you, you, know, you need to know where your organisation is in terms of food waste before you set, ourselves to set yourselves your targets. So again, there's lots of um, help and resources um, in terms of how you go about measuring. There's a toolkit, there's a data capture sheet, and that's what I was saying about consistency. So I'm sure you all realise, but you know, consistent measurement is what you need to be able to identify the levels of waste within your businesses and, and to, you know, to, to identify the hot spots. So we have Target Measure Act in the wrong order, but somebody's decided to put it in that order, so we'll stick with it. Um, and then the Act, what we've done is we've, it's always been in three separate um, sections, if you like, but we've specifically set targets now and milestones on those sections. So there's operational food waste, there's supply chain collaboration, and then helping citizens to reduce food waste in their homes. And one of the things that we always get challenged with is that people say to us, but we don't have any access to citizens, so we can't influence that. But the thing that we like to remind people is that their employees are actually citizens and you can, you can speak to your employees as citizens who may or may not be wasting um, food in their homes. So in terms of you know, operational waste, in terms of you know, how you might implement that and how, what barriers you might come up against, one of the, the key things is about integrating in, into your business, which is something that we've just been talking about here. You know, it has to start at the beginning in terms of you know, people's jobs descriptions, included in staff inductions and training. Um, it needs to be something in, that's discussed in team meetings. It needs to be KPIs, you know, and it's about getting that buy-in across the business that this is part of what we do and this is something that's important to our business. And then in terms of the supply chain collaboration, again, there's all sorts of case studies and toolkits on the, on the website, but, you know, for me, it's things like... It's, the way to think about it is, you know, wherever you sit in the supply chain, 
are you having a knock-on effect either downstream or upstream in terms of food waste that you don't realize that you're having so it could be something as simple as product specifications so for example on fresh produce having a knock-on effect on on-farm waste and things like changing forecasts as well we all accept that forecasts change you know unexpectedly but it's about communicating those changes and working with your supply chain partners to minimize minimize the waste so citizens or um, consumers, um, people in their home wasting food, as we've said, that's the largest proportion. But obviously that is you know, very complex because we're talking about individuals and we're talking about changing behaviour. So that's you know, difficult to deal with. One of the things that is worth mentioning is the food waste hierarchy again. I'm sure people are familiar with that, but you know, that's what we ask people to, to follow when we're tackling food waste. So obviously you start at the top of the hierarchy, which is preventing food waste. And then if, there's, if you really can't prevent the food waste, then it should be about redistributing for, redistributing for human consumption. And then after that, it's about considering sending for animal feed and other bio-based you know, bio um, sort of materials. And then we get into recycling, recovery, disposal. So in terms of some watch outs, in terms of tackling food waste, one of the things that you know, we've already touched on is that you might have difficulties in terms of having the resource in your business, the expertise in your business, and how about how you, um, you know, integrate it into processes. It's not always easy. You know, we're talking about business behavior change and we're talking about individual behavior change, which you know, is a very complex, complex subject, as I'm sure you're all aware. So the other thing to put note is, is what I would call the food waste journey. And one of the things that RAP you know, has seen over the years is that you know, when, you, when a business starts off on that food waste journey, what actually happens is that their waste can potentially increase. So it might not actually increase, it's just they're getting better at measuring it. But that can be disheartening. So, it, so for me, I would say, you know, don't worry if it goes up in the first year or the first couple of years, because that's the evidence that we have is that businesses don't start to see reductions until they've been on that journey that they've been measuring and reporting for at least, you know, more than one year. So, and, you know, unfortunately, that, that is the situation. And it's to perhaps remember that, keep that in the back of people's minds and not to be disheartened. So in terms of opportunities and things that can help people tackle food waste, you know, as I said, we have the roadmap resources and the checklists. We have a data capture sheet, so we have a standard way of capturing data. And that we obviously have guidance on that as well. And even me coming back to RAP after seven years out of the business looked at that data capture sheet and I thought, actually, yeah, I understand what it is we're asking for a business to do. And then in terms of, you know, talking to your employees or um, talking to, to consumers, we have the Love Food Hate Waste campaign and Food Waste Action Week. And, and again, we have action that people can take, which we put under the banner of, um, you know, changing the retail environment. But that's about um, changing date labels, which I'm sure people have all seen in the media, and um, storage guidance and freezing, freezing guidance, so that sort of thing. And then collaboration on the, on, you know, across the supply chain. Again, there's toolkits available for that, but there's case studies so that... And the idea behind case studies is that you're actually learning from people's experiences and not, you know, not making the same mistakes twice. And then last but not least, obviously, there is the potential to make financial and efficiency gains when people are looking at food waste, and that, you know, that shouldn't be forgotten. You know, that goes alongside you know, the reduction of the environmental impact. So I haven't timed myself, 
but um, <laughs> that was pre pretty much, you know, for me, you know, an overview of, of food waste, how it all works, how, how you can tackle it. And so thanks very much for listening. Um, Hopefully that I've given you some food for thought and sort of how to tackle food waste, which I'm sure you all are. And I suppose one of the things that I wanted to say is if your organisation isn't already either involved in court hold or the food waste roadmap or tackling food waste at all, then please go back to base and ask why not. And then hopefully some of the facts that I've you know, given you, which obviously you can find on the internet, um, you know, that we've discussed today, will you know, be able to... And the fact that there's some help out there as well and you don't have to start from scratch um, will inspire you, know, you and your businesses to take action. So thank you.